You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. TechFan Podcast number 352. I am Tim Robertson. This week I'm joined by uh, a regular contributor, Owen Rubin, all the way from California. Hello, Owen. How are you? Hey, hey Tim. How are you? I'm doing I'm, well. Now, please let me know if you start hearing any kind of a weird buzz, because I can't hear it on my end. The listeners will hear it, but whoever I'm talking to, you or Guy or David or whoever, you should hear it on your end. So, I, I don't hear it now, so we're okay. Yeah, I th- I think I might have cured it. Uh, David was convinced that it was my, at this point, ancient uh, USB pre, but I don't think it is. Um, so I think I might have cured the problem. I, well, I'm not wearing headphones. My headphones aren't here. So. But you'll, you'll hear it. I mean, okay. it'll be this annoying little buzzy sound. I will let you know when I hear it. Yeah, appreciate that. You'll, you'll do the... Because Guy never told me he heard it when... When uh, I did a show with him a couple weeks back, and I and stupidly I didn't check, <laughs> I had the show up and posted within twenty minutes of Guy and I recording that show. That's impressive. And well, not really. I'm lazy. So I, <laughs> the way I record it makes it very simple. Yeah. And we we don't usually take breaks anymore either, so <clears throat> that helps. Oh, okay. And so uh, I put it out there, and yeah, that buzzing was really bad. So if you hear a buzz, please let me know. So Tim's what he's not telling you is he's actually doing his recording inside of a bee's nest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, it's when you poke the bees that you get the they buzz. get they get mad. Yep, <laughs> I'm sitting here enjoying a McDonald's mocha frappe. You ever have those? Yes, oh. but not in the states. <laughs> yeah, they're actually they're really good. We were in, I think it was in France. It might have been in France. We found this thing called Mac Cafe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this one particular one was huge. I mean, it was like they, and I've seen them all everywhere we travel. I see them. I don't see them so much in the U.S., but it was the attached to a regular McDonald's was a thing about the size of a McDonald's. Right. It looked like it looked like a Starbucks or a pizza yeah. or anything. big coffee place, and they had really good coffee stuff there. I was they really do. surprised by it. It was kind of cool. The the mocha frappes are just delicious. They give me the worst brain freezes I've ever had in my life, though. <laughs> I have to drink them a certain way, and if I don't, I'll get a brain freeze. So when I suck it in the little ice crystals in there, I got to bring it to the back of my mouth, swirl it a couple times, <laughs> then I can actually taste it, and then I can swallow. That's if cold. I if, like, um, well, it's it's ice crystals in there. Um, Starbucks has that. Uh, I can't think what they call it now anymore because it probably has a weird name. It's the frozen coffee, which you can get with all sorts of different flavors in it. I went to uh, this conference in Pasadena, and I, I got there too early. And I think it was one of the first things I ever did in L.A. So I was kind of stressing driving through L.A. And, you know, they got me to airport by LAX. And, of course, Pasadena's on the other side of yeah. L.A. So I was kind of stressing about that. So I got into my rental car fairly early in the morning. And that was probably a good idea on my part because I didn't have any traffic. I got right to Pasadena, no problem. 
but I was there literally three hours before the stupid conference was even set to open. And <laughs> I you expected to be on the road. Exactly. And I was just visiting this conference to see if it was something that um, we were going <laughs> to, we being OWC, I was an employee right. at the time, uh, whether it was a show that we wanted to do in the future. So I get down there and nothing is open. I didn't eat breakfast. I didn't, you know, I had, I might have had a cup of coffee in the hotel, maybe. What time were you there? Pretty early. But you got to remember, I whenever I travel, at least then, oh, yeah, coming that direction. I always kept myself on East Coast time. Right. Coming that direction, you're, you would be there three hours early, right? Mm-hmm. So I was there quite early. And it was... It going the other way, by the way. You can't do that. No, <laughs> you can't. That's what, Well, that's why I kept myself on East Coast time. Which is a problem sometimes because I'd wake up at my customary five or six in the morning, and of course it's three in the morning in California, uh, and there's no nothing is open, not even in downtown San Francisco, just nothing. So, anyways, I get to Pasadena. It's a beautiful place. I really liked it. Yeah, Pasadena is gorgeous. And I'm walking around trying to. I I park right at the place that the event's going to happen. And I even beat the guy in there who gives you a little ticket for parking, <laughs> which was nice. Well, it's strange when you leave, though, because I never got a ticket. Yeah, like, dude, I've been here since, uh, you know, 505. And he's like, uh, okay. Uh, so anyways, I'm walking around and I need, I need caffeine. I mean, I'm, I'm tired. Nothing's open, but I find an open Starbucks. Same thing happened in downtown L.A. once, too. Right. And I go in, and I don't really want hot coffee because it's already starting to get pretty hot outside. And the last thing I want, and this is a Starbucks where there's no place to sit inside. It's just like a counter. How weird. I know. It's a pretty small place. That's the one that has the big arches still, like the old style one? I don't remember. So I, I go in, and I order, I want a cold coffee. And she says, well, we got this new thing. It's got chocolate chips in it. So I'm like, yeah, that sounds good. Give me that. This is the only time in my life I literally drank the whole thing, walked right back in and got another one. <laughs> I'm like, I'm probably gaining five pounds today, but this is so good. And it was so hard to drink because the stupid little chocolate chips get, kept getting caught in the straw. Yeah. I'm sucking. I'm having an aneurysm because I'm popping a blood vessel in my forehead. <laughs> Oh, but it was so good. And that was the only other thing I've ever had that gave me brain freezes like these mocha frappes. It yeah, hurt so bad, but I didn't care. One that looks like, I'm just looking up the pictures of it. They, they have that. It was kind of red and white striped, and it, it still has the old arches. They never updated that from the original mm. style of McDonald's. That's what they were. When they no, 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 not McDonald's. Starbucks. Oh, Starbucks. Yeah. Okay. No, it was a Starbucks. Starbucks. Yeah. And it was right. That's what they call them, right? Yeah. 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 Well, this was something else. This was a chocolate chip something. Yeah, it's still probably a frappuccino. Yeah, they're frozen. Oh, so good. They they have if you if you go to their look at their menu, they have, I think they have like twenty of them. You know, mm-hmm. the vanilla and the caramel cocoa and the, and the you know the chai. No, I saw this. Some kind of weird stuff you know, and and they have a double chocolatey chip cream frappuccino. I think that might have been it. That thing is seriously. I've had one of those. That's uh, it. Not only do you get the caffeine high, you get the sugar high. Yeah, it it did a number on me, and I needed it too. Yeah, I, got, I had a stomach ache after the second one. I was like, okay, that was probably stupid. I have to stop drinking them because they they they're addictive. 
they're addictive, and you can and they and they have way too many calories. Yeah. So I get you'll know, you'll know that if you keep drinking those things. Uh, well, this thing that I'm having is is yeah. once a month type of thing that I. My wife and I, Julie, we went out this morning. We usually go Fridays are my day off from work, yeah, and that's why I do tech. I figured fan. as much. Even so better you're sitting in a car talking, right? <laughs> and so one of the things that we most of the time during school, anyways, is we'll go get breakfast on Friday morning. Just the two of us. We pick a different restaurant and we go have breakfast. We've expanded that now to lunch. Instead of having a breakfast, maybe we'll go have a lunch later in the day instead. Okay. So today, <laughs> excuse me, we decided, um, it's, look, it's been 90s the whole week here. I mean, it's it's brutally hot. <laughs> and we've been freezing here. <laughs> yeah. Ironic. It's, yeah. I guarantee you it's it's warmer here right now than it is there. I mean, uh, it's already 80 degrees here and it's... 60, Eleven. It's not quite sixty outside. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's eight o'clock. Right. I'm twenty degrees warmer than you right now. <laughs> so we decided at this time of the year, all the garage sales are popping up: yard sales, garage sales, what have you. I used to be addicted to those things. Well, Julie is more than I am. Well, that was the thing. We we hit about. We found this little retirement community, and, and the whole place was having garage sales. We get to the like the second to the last one that we hit, and we're just like, I haven't been tempted by anything at any of these. Although it would have been a good day to pick up one of those little portable toilets that you could put in a regular chair. <laughs> Not a lot of those. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, it's weird what you find. I found a uh, one of those Ion record players that you plug into the old style iPad, and you can take your records and and rip them to your iPad. Oh, I don't even know about that. Yeah. I have a Sony one with a USB port. Mm-hmm. You can plug into your Mac or your PC. And- well, this was just for the iPad, and it, and she even wrote a little note on it. Not for the new iPad or Lightning, but for the square plug. Right. So it was old, and she only wanted 10 bucks. but I'm like, I don't own one record. What do I need this thing for? I own a bunch of records. I That Sony I had, I bought it to... to to rip them all, put them on, you know, and put them in MP3s. Mm-hmm. And then it also has audio out. So I plugged it into my AV app and I put a record on it and I went, ah, I forgot how good records actually sound. Yeah, they got a warmth that you just don't get with digital music. Yeah, it, 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 it's not as, I, the, the highs are not as crisp, I guess, is what it is. They don't they don't feel as, as harsh. So. Yeah, but it sounds, I don't know. If you grew up in the time of records like we did, there's just a different timber to the sound yeah there is a difference mm-hmm. and so it's now it's sitting on my excuse me on my shelf up, up on my in my stereo room which i just bought a pardon me i've gotten the hiccups <clears throat> which i just bought a new av amp um my old av amp didn't have hdmi inputs oh so yeah it was from 1999 this denon that that was a thx amp and i just did not want to part with it so uh, but i bought a new denon I found this place online. I saw the amp I wanted, and it was it was not cheap, right? Because I have a surround sound movie, you know, like a small movie room with a projector. So I wanted a good surround sound amp that had a lot of inputs, and uh, it was like twenty one hundred bucks. I said I'm not paying twenty one hundred bucks. And then I was searching for it to see if there was any use, and I and Walmart pops up. Now I don't really think of Walmart as a place to go buy high end Denon electronics. 
Well, probably um, Walmart Online would because they yes. have a lot yeah, of partners. Yeah, well, they're like Amazon. They're, that's what their whole online presence is now. It's that's not Walmart stuff. It's a whole bunch of partner resellers. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So Walmart pops up, and I see this thing for fifteen, fifteen, twelve, or something, some weird value. So I said, oh, "Okay, that I'll pay for it." Mm-hmm. So I've been, I've been, I've been putting money aside to save for this thing. So I said, "Okay, I'm going to buy that," and I bought it, and they sent it to me. And then uh, I went and looked. Someone else, I said, "Oh, you got that new denim? Where'd you get it?" I said, "Well, I got it here." And I brought up the web page, and the price was twenty one hundred ninety five dollars. Yep. So they had obviously marked it wrong. <laughs> But the guy honored the price. Well, what's he supposed to do? Uh, Walmart probably, you know, made it right with the guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping so because I felt badly after that, like six hundred bucks off this thing that <clears throat> was twenty one ninety five everywhere. But it sounds fantastic. It's you know DTS, yeah, uh, surround sound. It's got Atmos, which so I have I have a seven point one set of speakers up there in my that room, and and you I play records on it. It just sounds really good. <laughs> So, um, you said you had a th- couple things you want to talk about today. Yeah. So, so this is weird. I, I, I have to give the backstory on it. So bear with me for a second. So I have, this is going to sound really weird. I have an old MacBook, a G4, the 12 inch aluminum G4. Do you remember that? One? Sure. Absolutely. Okay. I like that MacBook. Actually, I always liked that MacBook. I really did. It's, it's actually was kind of the, the, the precursor to the current style. And we but, should say it's a MacBook Pro, not a MacBook. No, it's, well, it's, they didn't call it PowerBook. PowerBook. PowerBook, because it was a G, not a MacBook, a PowerBook. PowerBook G4. It was a G4. Right. PowerBook. Um, so it's in the closet connected to an interface that runs my automatic lights. Okay. And I walk by the closet and I hear, the fan is like running full blast. And I go in there and it's very warm. And it's like, okay, I don't understand. It runs one program. Everything else, I removed as much as I could from this thing, and it runs decently. It runs this one program. And I go open the, you know, the task manager and look, and the CPU is pinned. And it's system stuff that's got it pinned. So I, you know, I do a reboot, and it, the fans go down, and, and it lasts maybe 20, 25 minutes, and up come the fans again. And then I walk into my office where my my MacBook Pro 15 is sitting, and it's doing the same thing. The, the fans are up, they're running faster than normal. Yeah. So I start searching all over Google. I can't I can't find anything. Why is this thing happening? And then after about after about oh I don't know half an hour, I hit the site where this guy's discussing his fans are running on his MacBook Pro, and he couldn't understand why. <clears throat> well, so here's what happens. It turns out. I like to access my machines when I travel. So I have the, the remote desktop turned on. Right. Okay. Remote desktop is VNC. Right. It's the same thing. And I have a port opened on my router that lets me get to it remotely. Oh, okay. So there is this thing going on now um, that it's coming from Russia and from China that people are port scanning for VNC ports. And then they're doing dictionary and password attacks on them. And I went and looked at this guy said, oh, go into, you know, library slash var slash this log and look at it. And there are millions of bad password rejected, bad password rejected, bad password rejected. So the Mac doesn't say, oh, you've had like four attempts. I'm going to shut you down. It just keeps letting these people bang on. So both my machines were being attacked 
with try, people trying to log into them. And it turns out it's very common. Do they actually log in, or there no, was this no, constant attack? long, complicated password that isn't in the dictionary. Mm-hmm. So I have since I have since moved moved it off of those ports. I put it up in a in a weird place. I've turned I have a switch now on my router that I can turn it off and on, so it's on when I travel, off when I'm home, and now it's nice and quiet in the closet again. But uh, I, it turns out this is happening. It turns out having a lot more. I called a security buddy of mine, and he said, "Oh my God, the, the VNC attacks are nuts now." Wow. Because if they get into your VNC, then they're actually on your desktop, right? So they can do whatever they want. Right. Uh, and so that that was kind of weird. And so if, if somebody notices their their performance is kind of lagging, and you're, you happen to have that port open because you want to access your machine remotely, like I, I mean, I do it all the time. I I have a app on my iPad called Jump, right? Which is one of the best remote access apps I've ever used anywhere. The thing is awesome. It, it does VNC and remote desktop. It's got the best cursor pointer. You know, your finger isn't where you touch. Your finger's in a little circle below the pointer, so you drag the mouse around. You can see what you're pointing at. Um, it, te- it manages double tap beautifully. It's it's really well done. Uh, it also integrates with a keyboard. There's certain keyboards, USB keyboards, right. Bluetooth keyboards, and you can actually have a keyboard and use it. Um, and so I use that when I travel because I don't want to carry my machines all the time. Mm-hmm. Like did for my iPad. So, warning: if people are getting noticing they're they're lagging, it could be. And, and I'll I'll give you the link. I mean, I'll give you the the place to look. I have to remember where it was in the in VAR that you look at this log and you can see the, if it's happening to you. I've got all my parts closed for that. Yeah, unfortunately, I, I, like so the lighting. Sometimes my lights don't behave. And uh, I have cameras around the house that I can look into. And if I see, you know, if I happen to be traveling like we were in, we were in Italy, and I look and some lights didn't go off, I can just log on to that machine and turn them off. Hey, I wanted to ask you about an issue that you had posted up on Facebook about your UPS woes. Have you? Yeah, but maybe two months ago, if that. Um. My so the gist was your UPS guy would just pitch your packages over the fence and just leave them <laughs> laying out there. Yeah. Oh, I, you, that's what I was like. UPS. What about my my power my uh, UPS, power supplies? What? <laughs> Sorry. Yes. He it, regularly like and and they continue to do it. My suggestion was to film them. I do. I have. I've sent them to the. I, I sent one of my cameras. One of my. Um, my motion security cameras. I I put it on an extension cord and st- set it down there on the edge of this deck where it points right at the gate. Got a picture of the guy tossing it over the fence from the truck. Literally under underhanding it softball style over the gate. What a jerk! And and it's different drivers, which I think is the problem because it, I think they don't have a regular driver that that has this area. So you tell one driver, they go, "Oh, okay, sorry," and then another driver comes and. You know, so we live up in the hills, and there's a lot of steps up to our front door. Yeah, I figured it was probably laziness on their part. They don't want to get out and walk up there. There's a road behind us, and it's a really short walk to our front door from there. And they, when they leave the street that I'm on, they turn down that road as they leave. So they go past the back of my house anyway, and you can see the front door from the back of the house. So they could have just done it from there, and I keep telling them that. We had a driver for a while that got it right, but they're not alone. The... The mail guys, the, the post office will sometimes leave it. They, they do go back that road, too. So they'll leave it 
on the on the on like on this retaining wall that's out of view of the street, and that's fine. It's 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 still twenty feet from the front door, which they can't seem to want to walk to. But um, but FedEx, uh, DHL, and UPS, they just love to just leave it and right where you can see it from the road. Yep. So like my wife was out, she went out to take a walk. I think this is the one I talked about. She went to take a walk and she sees this Amazon box sitting on the ground. She goes, oh, maybe I should return that to the owner. And she picks it up and it's got my name on it. Nice. She's about, she's about two and a half blocks away. And it was a, a hard drive I had ordered off of Amazon. And the box was empty, of course. Yeah, and someone I called stole Amazon it. and told them what happened. I said, I think, you know, the post office should probably pay for that or UPS should probably pay for that. Nah, we'll just send you another one. You know, they, they write that crap off. So it's Well, like and that's why the care. problem persists. Yeah, so the problem is because, because Amazon's answer was, well, it's just easier for us to send you a new one. So, hmm. you know, I put in a claim anyway. So I, my latest, my latest uh, thing is I have told UPS, the local guy, that if the box, and the part that bugs me is the box is, mo- the, the UPS notification says left at front door. Yeah, bullshit. Mark, which I found, I asked the driver, why do they do that? And he goes, well, there's just a button that we pressed that says delivered to front door. And I said, well, but you're not delivering to front door. He goes, yeah, I know. He says, but then we have to like push these three buttons, and then we have to type in where we leave it. You know, it's like, it takes too long. I said, so you lie, you, you delivered to the wrong place, and you lie, right? And he goes, well, you know, we're really busy, and that was the problem. If they had to get out and deliver to all the houses, to the front doors, or wherever they have to get them here, they wouldn't get done until like 8, 9 o'clock. Yeah, heaven forbid that Amazon or Amazon or uh, UPS or FedEx or DH they have to employ more people. Yeah. Oh, oh, we can't do that. We can't do that, right? So, so that's their. Excuse. Our CEO wants a new yacht. Sorry, the CEO wants a new yacht. They're not going to hire more yeah. people. I, you know, I so someone told me I forget. It might have been was it someone on my Mac the mail mailing list? Someone told me. Um, Buy a, a couple of shares of stock, and then you're a stockholder. Yep. You can call shareholder relations. Yep. We'll get a message. So I've done that, and I've heard nothing back. So, uh, you know, that didn't work. It just, it's really annoying because, uh, I mean, I actually sent the video to the guy. So here's what happens. You call the 800 number, and they apologize like crazy. And I always feel sorry for people who have to apologize for stuff they didn't do. Right, they apologize all day long for stuff they're not responsible for, uh, and she says we'll have the guy at the local office call you. Well, that never happens. No, because so he's I probably got a backlog of six months to call people. And the woman finally said, "Well, I'll give you the phone number." And so they gave me his phone number. So I called that, and it rang and rang and rang and rang. So I stuck it on speakerphone and let it continue to ring. It must have rang fifty, sixty times. And Good. This guy finally goes, what? When he answers the phone. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and, I, and then he found out, you know, it wasn't someone internal. He said, hi. You know, I started talking to him, and he was getting more angry and more angry. He said, I'm busy here. I said, well, I have a problem, and I want, I want your email. I want to send you this video because I want to show you what your drivers are doing. So he gives me his email at, at ups.com, thing, and I send him the videos. And he calls me back, and he's, like, really apologetic. And he's, well, talk to these drivers. They shouldn't be doing that. And so now they don't toss it over the over the gate anymore. I haven't seen that happen. But they, what they do is they just walk up to the gate and they lay it on the other side. Yeah. Still but lazy. It, it's, but I understand it's one of those slatted gates, you know, you see right through it. Right, yeah. I, I so figure that's what it was. I come up the road, I can look through the gate and see if there's something sitting there and stop and get it. So. Well, at least that's a, uh, you know, that's a benefit. Yeah. It, well, but hey, look, a, I've got something. I can see it from three blocks away. 
uh, well, so the cameras also catch how these guys, these guys that are going around stealing packages, there's like two guys and they, they hang out of each side of a car and they drive slowly up the road, pulling on door handles of cars to see if any of them are unlocked. Yep. And then if they see a package, they jump out, they run up, grab it, jump back in the car and keep going. Yep. And, uh, so if I'm not home and I can't pick up a package, it's very likely it will get stolen. Yeah. Um, I was watching this thing, you know, how you fall in these rabbit holes and uh, <laughs> YouTube. Okay. I, I don't even know how I found this one. I'm kind of addicted. I'll be honest with you. I'm addicted to this guy. Let me, uh, you know what? I'm going to pull it up because I'll put a note in the, uh, I don't want that, um, in the show notes. What is his name? Because I know it's going to be like, hey, we recommend you look at this one next. Rob Wolchek. W-O-L-C-H-E-K. Rob Wolchek. Investigative. And what he does is um, exactly... Oh, I've seen this guy, yes. Okay. Yeah, he's out of Detroit. He's out right. of Detroit Station. Uh, but, it, you know, it, it's the wall of shame or something like that. And it, it, I'm addicted to this. He goes after these <laughs> bad people. Excuse me. And it's it's kind of addictive to watch this. And uh, I don't know. I, I kind of I, I dig it. And he does a lot of these kind of investigative reports. But anyways, I fell into a YouTube rabbit hole one day, and I came across package scammers, how they steal, you know, mostly Amazon right. packages from people's houses. They follow them. <clears throat> yeah, they do, some of them. Yeah. So there's this guy out there. He's selling this um, trap, basically, that it looks it's an Amazon box, but when you pick it up, they do different things. One of them flings dog poo at people. <laughs> One of them is a shotgun shell, but just a, it's a blank, but it, it, as soon as you pick up the package, it goes off. So it sounds like someone just shot a gun at you. Oh, that's one. It's so funny watching some of these people just, they fall they, they, over. They put, you know, honey pot traps. Out yes, there. exactly. That's wonderful. And people fall over trying to get away from it. You know, one of them, uh, I found this other guy. He built his own. The, the first guy sells these kits. Oops, sorry. And I found this other one who electrifies the box. It's got, you can't tell because it's painted, but it's got wires all over it. So the moment you touch it, you get yeah, a massive yeah, shock. You got a fence charger. Yeah. You know about fence chargers? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, trust me. Yeah. I know about fence chargers. Yeah. We, I used to put one on my car. Mm-hmm. Because uh, people were trying to break into my cars in this apartment I lived in. So I dr- dr- jammed the stake down in the ground right in front of the car, and I hooked the other side to the bumper. And, you know, I hid the thing because I could plug it in and hide it. And if someone touched my car to drive back in, they got zapped. <laughs> I was um, I used to listen to Adam Carolla occasionally. He's yeah. a, he's an arrogant prick, though, so I don't yeah. I don't like listening to him very much. But when I was traveling a lot um, back and forth to Chicago all the time, for both Max Specialist and uh, OWC. Okay. That was one of the shows that I would occasionally listen to. And I heard a story from him back when he was completely broke, living in L.A. He had this old beat-up pickup truck that got stolen. He got it recovered. So what he did was he put a toggle switch in it that would turn off the fuel line. And... It would leave about a gallon of gas, or yeah, not even that. You probably get a couple miles before. He, 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 it can get one mile. Okay. With what was left in it. 
So it got stolen a whole bunch of times. And so he would, he'd come out, his truck's gone. He would just do a circumference walk for about a mile until he found it on the side of the road. Wow. He, he said it happened a bunch of times. That's uh, the, the Corvette for a while. I don't know if they still have it. I remember when they, they had done something to their, that when they first added their wireless key, this is years ago. I don't know. I haven't looked at the new Corvettes for a long time, but they did things kind of like the Tesla does. When you walk up to it, the door would pop open. Right. So, um, but the key had a, a hijack mode in it. So it was a two-piece key. You keep a piece in your pocket. Of course, once everybody knows about it, it wouldn't work anymore. But if you got pulled out of your car, some end minutes later, the car would shut down. Yeah. Right? It didn't happen immediately because if the guy hijacked your car, the car stopped running. You're still sitting there on the ground, right? Right. You're in trouble. But it would let them drive away, then it would shut itself down. And it had OnStar in it so that it would report itself stolen as well. It was the same function that turns it off when you have an OnStar car. I had a customer just yesterday... um, for those who don't know, I sell Toyotas for a living. I had a customer just yesterday asked about an OnStar-like system. Um, it's SOS system in Toyota. Okay. If, if it had it. One, right? And I said, yeah, I, this particular vehicle does not have it, but most people don't even want that anymore. And he goes, really? It seems like it'd be, you know, something happens to you out there. I said, here's the difference. <laughs> this This was great 15 years ago, maybe even 10 years ago. But now, not only do everyone in your vehicle have a cell phone, everyone in every other vehicle has a cell phone. So if something happens to you, right. 20 people that can see what just happened, not just the drivers in those other cars, but all the pa- everybody's calling 911. What, what do you need this service for? Well, there's one. I have a friend who had a GMC car with OnStar in it, and he got into a wreck. Got, got broadsided. And he couldn't get to his phone. He wasn't exactly in any shape to, to do that. And the thing dialed for him. And he could talk to the OnStar person with a little bit of... And, get, and they send him help. But the, the thing is, it recorded the collision and the collision, you know, how it was, the car was hit. And it, and it notified OnStar, OnStar, who sent an ambulance immediately. And I thought, there's got... I wonder if there's an app for the phone you can get. Probably yeah. too many false positives. Or yeah, well, I'd be worried like you drop it and then right. the goes up. I heard your phone was dropped. Yeah, it would have to know you were moving or something. Right. I don't, but that's the one time I said, oh, I can understand. But it's expensive. You have to pay a monthly fee for the, you know. It's not, yeah, to me, it's just not worth it. Too many other people, on, everybody on the road has got a cell phone now. So you're, if you're in an accident, unless you're traveling in a rural area where nobody else ever drives... And you probably don't have cell service anyways. Um, you probably don't need it. Yeah, you're probably right. What, what, is, what does Toyota charge for it? Do I, I don't know. It? I've never had a customer say they want to subscribe to it. It's the, the problem is you have, that's what it is. It's the subscription to the data service, right? Yes. Well, yeah, but no, it's not a subscription to the data service itself. It's, it's a, just a service. Oh, okay. Because I know, like on OnStar, you get the first year free, then you have to subscribe to it. But it's it's a it's a you know like it's an online modem that's always on. Right. Like they put in Teslas, right? The Tesla car is always online. And I guess when you're spending one hundred and thirty thousand dollars for a car, you can give it away free. <laughs> I would think so. <laughs> okay, so let's see. I had a couple other things here. Um, well, let's take a break real quick here for a second. Okay. We want to thank our sponsor, which is of course OWC. 
Uh, they are having their annual garage sale going on right now. Oh, why did you tell me that? Uh, I'm yeah. I'm on the garage garage sale page. Now I gotta go buy. It's 408 items for sale. Now this is garage sale, folks. This this is stuff that's generally probably didn't sell very well, or they order too many, or it's older items, which is fine. I mean, you know, we don't all use brand new tech, and sometimes we just need this one little thing. Like for instance, you need a uh, a USB 3.0 A to micro B premium quality cable, seventy eight cents. <laughs> I mean, there you go. It, that's just uh, nothing. Adapters six eighty five for yeah. That's the uh, Apple PowerBook or uh, iPod and iPhone and iPad one. Um, Ten watts though. That's kind of meager. That's the little one. That's, that's the, the little one. one. It's the one that I carry because it does both my iPad and the phone. Right. right. It, it's, it's the that little. It's not the little tell tiny square one, but it's the one that's bigger than that because it has my base. So iPad. some of this cracks me up though. Um, an Intel Xeon four core, four or two point eight gigahertz processor with eight megabytes of L three cache. It's pulled <laughs> from a Mac Pro two thousand and nine model. Four dollars and eighty five cents. I guess if your processor went on your board, it's yeah, there you go. Less than five bucks, you can have a new one. Find that one though, but that's a. It's done. It's done on the page. It, it's actually it shows the the Intel Xeon box. They've got a couple of them actually. I, mean, I see a lot of memory. A lot of memory. It, here's an eight gig, two hundred uh, twenty four hundred megahertz DDR four, PC four two sixty pin. It's sixty bucks. Regular two hundred dollars. So I have a my, the Mac I use the most is a twenty late twenty twelve MacBook Pro, the last one to have the drive in it, which I actually use it because I burn things on CD from time to time just to clean my drive off. Yeah, I bet you I could find and I have eight gig in there, but someone said you can put sixteen in, even though Apple says it only goes to eight. Right, it it will access the sixteen. Right, and but, so I have to. I should go look up here to see if I can get some memory. I bet you they have memory for that. Oh, absolutely, they do. I guarantee you. And they'll tell you though if it if it's going to access the sixteen or it is right. capped at eight. Oh yeah, there's the seed. <laughs> so yeah, they. I I love looking through the garage sale stuff because I almost always find something like, oh, at that price, I could use that. You know, it's just eh, just little things. I mean, there's been times that I'm missing a cord. Or a cable, and there it is. They got it on the garage sale. Ooh, look at that, a Firewire drive. I just saw that. <laughs> yeah. You're talking about the, uh, the, the the RAID enclosure? Yep. I have one of those. I have one in silver. It's sitting behind me. It's And I use it. It's plugged into my router. That's cool. Because then it acts as a... It acts as a, It has eight, eight terabytes. It, has, it takes a pair of drives. Tons of RAM on here. Yeah, it takes two drive, two SATA drives. So it, I just have extra storage up on the net. I can move things back and forth between machines on. Thirty-two gigs of RAM for a Mac Pro. Now I'm. Is a, this is the the older Mac Pro. Okay. One hundred twenty-six bucks for thirty-two gigabytes of RAM. That's not bad. Ooh, if you terabyte USB external for two hundred fourteen dollars. That's not three left though. Yeah, that's not that great of a deal. But we do want to thank OWC, and this is like a rabbit hole you can fall down to and get lost in very, very quickly, just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. 
That's what I'm doing right now. I have yeah. to close the window. <laughs> yeah, you have to quick. Otherwise, you can. Oh, this is not a bad deal. Uh, Mercury Pro 24X external USB 3 super multi drive. Yeah, you can do that. DVD. Uh, I think it does Blu ray. I can't tell. Maybe not. Fifty seven seventy five. It's about half oh, that, off. That's a bargain. I haven't, I haven't, I, no, that's not the one I just got to. I have to look for that. So if you're looking for some used <laughs> Mac stuff, used Apple stuff, used iPhone, iPad, and a lot of this is going to work in PCs too. I mean, a SSD is a SSD at the end of the day. Um, I'm going to put a uh, link into the show notes. Of course, it's going to be show 352 at either mymac.com or techfanpodcast.com. Um, so thank you very much to OWC. I do want also to kind of mention this just for a second. The Mac conference is going to be happening in July. So it's, hey, we're getting close to this thing. It's June already. So it's about, as we record this, about 49 days away. It's July 21st and 22nd. Uh, I will be on the main stage with Guy Searle on uh, July 21st. We're doing the MyMac Game Show. The MyMac Game Show? The MyMac Game Show. It should be a lot of fun. I remember that was at, at Macworld. It's going to be a little bit different this time. So I'll be up on stage, and Guy will be in the audience. Nothing new there. However... We've got questions for the audience. i got to remember to start hitting some companies up for prizes. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a good idea. Um, on the stage with me is going to be uh, Dr. Mac. He's on the main stage. Uh, he's going to be one of our special guests. Uh, Barry, who is kind of the uh, creator of the Mac Barbecue that happens during Mac Stock, he's going to be on the main stage. And then Larry O'Connor is going to be there as well. And I'm going to ask a question, and one of those three special guests are going to provide the answer for the contestant. The contestant has to figure out, are they lying or are they telling the truth? Cool. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be one of those just having a good time. Um, you know, it, 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 most of this conference is really about you getting the most out of your devices and learning about some cool new technology and from beginners to experts but nope guys Earl and i are just having fun ours is ours is designed to make people smile and laugh and and turn off your brains if you will for a while i thought you were gonna tell me you were gonna do it the other way where they have to ask the question and try to stump the experts oh that would be that uh, that's a different. That's a whole different kind of contest. <laughs> because then, who verifies the right? Well, everyone has a mobile phone in their pocket. Everybody's everybody's googling, right? Yes. Right. But there's a, a lot of guests going to be here. Adam Christensen, Doctor Mac, like I said, he's a keynote guy. Uh, Chuck Joyner, Gene McDonald's going to be there. Allison Sheridan. Where uh, Where is this again? This is going to be in Woodstock, Illinois, uh, just north of Chicago. Uh, I would love it if you came. That would be fantastic. And it's when? Uh, June 21st and 22nd. I'm going to be... Uh, 22nd is more of a half day. Uh, but June 21st, yeah, it's a Saturday. I'll get hmm. there Friday and uh, leave Sunday. I already have my hotel booked. Uh, I think I'm bringing my youngest daughter with me this time. And uh, about a month ago, my oldest daughter, who lives in Chicago... Has a new boyfriend. Yay. Um, she's actually coming to the event on the first... What's that? 
that a yay because you didn't like the old one? Uh, no, just yeah. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I'm a dad. Um, she's actually going to come on the on the first day, and she's going to bring her boyfriend. And she's made her boyfriend listen to some uh, interviews where I was the interviewee. Ah, so he'll know you, right? Yeah, I guess. There it is, Max Stock. As far as I know, he may be listening to this show. Maybe it's a serious now relationship. He, now and, he knows coming, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I don't think Rachel would come to this otherwise. I think this whole thing is so I can meet her boyfriend. Okay, so how? It's two days. It's two days. Okay, so I don't understand this. A single day pass is ninety nine dollars. Yeah, but the weekend pass is two hundred forty nine. Well, the weekend pass also gets you to the Mac barbecue. Oh, okay. I would say that didn't make any sense. It's like, I guess I have to scroll down. Yeah, I wish I could be there. I don't know where, where I am at that time. Probably too late to get tickets out there anyway. Uh, nah. It's Chicago, man. No, no, I'm talking about, well, what is it, June 1st already? Huh. Yeah, it's you, plenty of time. If you How wanted to come. Show? Is it, does it remind you of like the old Mac world? No, but it's got a really cool vibe to it. You would enjoy it. It, it would be one of the funnest things you've done all year. I'm not kidding. Sure. Hey, I just got back from Miniature Wonderland in Germany. Oh, that look. Was, I'm looking. That was the funnest thing I have ever done. <laughs> hey, I, I'm looking at the single day pass, and it totally says right on here on the, you know, this is what you get. Yeah, I see it now. Access to the MyMac Game Show quiz with prizes. Oh, yeah, it does say that, doesn't it? Hey, look at that. <laughs> um, it's worth going to, though. I mean, it really is. It's fun. Guy will be there. I'll be there. You'll know more people than you think you do. Yeah. You'd have a good time. I'll think about it. So, anyways, let's get back to you. You said you had some more topics. Um, so, we there's been a, there was a discussion on the MyMac mail list about upgrading to High Sierra or why not. Yeah. And, you know, my comment was I... I still like managing my apps using iTunes. I do too, and I miss it. Uh, you don't lose that with High Sierra, though. You lose that with Sierra. I have Sierra, and I I can still manage mine. Then you didn't upgrade your your iPhone or your iTunes. No, all, all my Apple things are except for my Mac, which is. Let me just double check about this Mac. I'm running Mac OS Sierra ten twelve six. Hmm. And, and I can still plug it in and, and see the apps and stuff. But what really surprised me that I didn't think about it is um, Rich commented that um, he lives in a rural area that he gets really crappy internet. Yeah. He doesn't get good internet. And he says he, he can't have his devices like trying to update themselves all the time and how long they take. He wants to be able to do it with his computer. And he's basically, he was kind of upset with Apple. And I agree with him that there's nothing for the people who live in areas like that. It's either take it or don't. Well, that's the arrogance of Apple. Well, it's rich. Get a get an Android. <laughs> well, I have it. You know, someone said, "Oh, I'm not an Apple guy anymore." No, I still have a Mac. I still use Mac computers. I still use my iPad, but I don't use an Apple phone anymore. I, the arrogance of Apple. Well, then, how are you managing apps? You said. I I'm a, I have two iPads. Ah, uh, but you haven't updated. You're not on iOS 11 then. I probably haven't done. Oh, you're right. I probably haven't updated those. Right, because if you go to iOS 11, you don't have the ability to do it on the Mac anymore. Well, that just doesn't make any sense to me. I, well, I bet you I know why. Because I, I think um, a terabyte of my space on my 
on my MacBook. I mean, I, 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 100 gigabytes of space on my MacBook are just used up by all the apps it saves. Exactly. And they're probably just because they're, they want to give space back. I don't know. I, I like well, managing well. it. I will say this. I, I buy, and, and when I say buy, I mean both the paid ones and the free ones, a whole lot less apps because it's so cumbersome to view all the different app store stuff on the phone or an iPad compared to the iTunes. Yeah, it's just not even close. Yeah. And so my usage of <clears throat> third-party apps, have it, it's not even a tenth of what it used to be. Well, that, that was one of my other complaints, is it's very hard to find stuff now. Uh, it's easy to hard. find it. It's hard to discover it. Discover it. Okay, that's a better word. Yes. It's so hard to discover some quirky little thing. And it was fairly easy before. It's so cumbersome. It's so not intuitive looking at stuff now. I know that's my personal opinion. There's going to be a lot of people who disagree. I'd love to hear from the listeners. What do yeah, you guys think? think? That's why I wanted to ask. I wanted to hear what people say about this. Stuff. The show at techfanpodcast.com. Send us feedback. Uh, leave a comment. We've talked about this before. I know. That's um, why I didn't want to go too deep into it. But I, it hasn't changed for me. The it's, question I have really is why should I update to Sierra? What do I get? Nothing. It seem to go away. What do I get? I don't think you get any. I'm still on Sierra. I didn't upgrade to High Sierra. I've got a Fusion Drive, and it's a third-party Fusion Drive from OWC. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure it's been set up and it's compatible, and there's no problem now. But here's the thing: my Mac doesn't crash. Everything right. works great. That's why I, if it's not broke. Don't fix it. Right? Yeah. It's like, um, which is kind of weird. I, I used to remember. That years ago, I used to just look forward to updates, you know. It's like, oh, yeah. God, new, new operators said, ooh, look, iOS got upgraded. It's like, and then I got to the point where every time they upgrade now, and and, and I've heard a, a, a reasoning for this. I can't verify it other than someone at Apple told me this. But things disappear. Yeah. So, I, for example, that, that, that G4 in the closet, it uses an app that uses messaging, and it uses AppleScript on messaging. AppleScript on messaging disappeared in the last update. Yep. Okay. For no reason whatsoever. Okay. They haven't turned off messaging. They haven't turned off scripting. They just don't let Apple messaging do Apple script anymore, which has well, broken because four programs. Because okay. now with Sierra and High Sierra, they really went to the sandboxing mod. I know, but so you have old programs that break. So it's yep. like, and and it's like, so this guy, I asked this guy at Apple, what's what goes with why like does inter- pieces of interfaces disappear for no reason whatsoever. And he said, he said, basically, the old guys who are maintaining the software have left, and the new guys come in and don't want to maintain old software. I think they can do it better, and so they change it. And there isn't, and that tells me there isn't someone going around when I was at Apple going, "Sorry, that's not the way we do it." Right. You know, and I think that's why Apple. Macs in general are so much less interesting than they used to be. Perhaps, uh, and that's the other thing. I, I have a two hundred. I have a twenty twelve MacBook Pro. Eight gigabytes. It's got a two point nine gigahertz process i seven in it. It's got a one terabyte SSD now, and I, I use it. It works beautifully. I haven't. I used to want to get a new Mac every other year. But you're not even using that as a Mac, are you? You're using that as no, a Windows no, I, machine. My fifteen is a Windows machine. Okay. So I took my old MacBook Pro fifteen, which is a t- early late two thousand eleven, and I put Windows seven on it because I needed a new Windows machine. Here's the thing: for the vast majority of people now consumer level yeah 
everything that they're doing on the computer, it doesn't matter what computer it is. Yeah. It's all web-based stuff. You're checking your email. You're buying stuff on Amazon. You're watching YouTube or Netflix. Yeah, we're getting close to where a Chromebook might actually work. Well, that's the biggest thing right now is pictures. Right. For me, that's the, in my movies. But I could conceivably migrate 90% of what I do on my Mac to a PC, and I wouldn't, it wouldn't miss a beat. So I end up using my PC probably a little more than I use my Mac for some things. Right. I mean, they're sitting right next to each other. I have, two, If you look at me, I have two MacBook Pros, a 13 and a 15 facing me. The one on my right, is which, I'm, which is running wire, by the way, what I'm talking about. Um, that's running Windows 7. It's you should take a picture of that and text it to me, and I'll use it as, a, as the picture for the show. Okay, I can do that. And then the other one is the 13 that, that is just... It, let's see if I can get that. I will send that to you. <laughs> send it to me on text. Oh, okay. You should do that while we're talking, so I've got it because I'm, I'm the show is going to go live. Like, but it, they both work great. I, it's uh, it's funny. I have I had a desktop Acer, and I use it for it's it runs some server software. It it, it, it runs Plex that manages my TV and stuff. Um, and the Acer was kind of it's big. It's got a huge power supply. It was just like sucking up power. And then I said, well, I've got this old MacBook Pro 15 that's been collecting dust. I looked at the specs of the MacBook Pro 15. They were the same as the Acer. Yep. And it uses like a quarter of the power. <laughs> so it's plugged into a secondary monitor. I, let me send this to you. Your turn to talk, and I will why I can't chew gum and walk at the same time. Well, my, my point is, other than the podcasting stuff, which I could totally do on a PC if I wanted to, it's just my personal workflow. I'm used to using the Mac, GarageBand. Um, almost everything I do now, I could do on a Windows 10 machine just as well. I, of course, I do have to worry about malware and spyware and viruses on that side of things, which generally I don't have to really worry about that on the Mac. But I, I've been hit once by, I got hit by the ransomware because I didn't realize I had turned off my virus and web malware protection because I was testing something and forgot to turn it back on. So yeah. it's my own fault. I, I run Webroot now, which I run it on all my machines. It's the same program. When it's on my Android. It's on my iPads. It's on my Mac, my MacBook. It's on my Windows machine. I I actually li like these guys. Their stuff is really good. Although I found one weird bug in it yesterday that I, I run um, Open Emu for yeah. emulators. Yep. And the keyboard wasn't working. I couldn't get the keyboard to work. Well, it has this... Uh, Webroot has this thing for secure keyboards that you can't can't use them that way, so you can't backdoor or steal. Oh, that makes door. sense, but still, and it stopped that app from running. But you can just disable it temporarily when you're playing. So. Yeah, I, I WWDC is right around the corner, right? Yeah, I could care less. <laughs> you know, I I don't think I've clicked one link on the various websites that I go to, like. What we're expecting with the next version of the Mac OS and iOS 12, I don't care. I'm like, meh. It's not going to be some revolutionary thing. Apple will play up one or two features like, oh, my God, this is the greatest thing ever. And it's not. And they'll abandon it within two years anyways. I'm just I'm bored with what Apple's been doing. They're, I, the HomePod does nothing for me. I, what do I need that in my life for? For Siri? Siri's terrible. HomePod? I... 
And I was at a friend's house and played with one. I liked my Google Home and my Alexa better. Yeah, I well, uh, Siri's terrible. There's no other way of saying that. Siri is terrible. It, which ang- angers me greatly because they were first. They should have been leading all this. and um, They let it die on the vine. They let it die on the vine. I talked to this guy over a year ago. It's about two years ago now. And he was leaving Kalamazoo area for California. And he said, well, I'm, I got a job out there. And I said, oh, who, who'd you get a job with? And he's a little hesitant. And he finally told me it was Apple. And I went, wow, get out of here. I've been following Apple since 1995 professionally. So we started talking a little bit about my Mac and, you know, the podcast. And yeah, it turned out he actually knew who I was. He had no idea when we were talking. And he was going out there to work on the on Siri. That was going to be his thing. Okay. And I said, Ooh, man, I hope I'm you're so good. Sorry. <laughs> and he said, um, uh, yes, it does. No, that's my home phone number. Okay. Sorry. I'll, I'll text you directly. So you've got it. Not in my, it's not in my, uh, sorry. I was asking him his phone number because I have one, but it doesn't seem to be his, his cell numbers. <laughs> well, you should have, I just sent you a text that said here. Thank you. Um, and you do have it because I texted you on April I know I do 19. have it. I just, for some reason, it wasn't in my contacts for some reason. Um, I, and I said, you know, Siri is a train wreck at this point. I ask basic stuff. Here, I, you know, I'll give you an example. <laughs> okay, so as you well know, every Tuesday, new movies come out on DVD and iTunes. and Right. right. So, iTunes. It's an Apple thing, right? Mm-hmm. How about this one? What movies came out on iTunes this week? Here are some movies playing at theaters today, but they're a bit far from you. <laughs> hmm. That's just like iTunes, but different. <laughs> what movies were released on iTunes this week? I couldn't find that on iTunes, but I did find some selections that you can watch elsewhere. Movies in iTunes. Yeah, I you, found movies yeah. available on iTunes. Oh, well, there you go. I'm happy. What movie? I'm happy, you're happy. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> like, what movies came out on iTunes this week? Here are the top search results. And at the first, that's actually Google. Google right. it says iTunes movie reviews and releases. So it gave me the, it just gave me a list of the movies. Right, which is yeah, Android did it better. That's really pathetic. That, that, and that's what I'm talking about. I can, I don't trust Siri. <laughs> Sorry for laughing. <coughs> I mean, here, uh, let me think of one. Uh, okay, I got one. Who was the dr- top draft pick in the NFL draft this year? Sorry, I don't have all the details about NFL draft. Seriously? <laughs> I mean... Who was the top pick in the NFL draft this week? This year. Results from the web. Again, it's, it gave, it, that's what it says because it, it, when it gets too many results, but there's the best NFL draft picks for 32 teams. So it, lists, it gave me a list of those. Right, and that's it's the relevant information. Yeah iTunes or series is like, I, I don't know. The scary thing, I don't know if you read, saw the report of this new natural vo- speak from Google. Yeah. Uh, where it actually, you can say, you know, call my hair, hairdresser and make an appointment. Yeah, we talked about that. Uh, that is last. scary. <laughs> it's kind of creepy. 
It really well, is. I want it to identify itself. Hi, you're talking to a you're talking to an automated AI. Yes, Just, it should identify itself up front. Hi, this is Google Assistant. I'm calling right. to. That's all you have to do. Right, because then you know you're talking to a machine. Right. Because so it, it's going to make mistakes, right? And people are just going to hang up and get pissed off and, yeah. think, and think it was you, right? So. Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily a good thing. I think it's solving a problem that we don't have this problem. Or it's people at Apple who are so freaking arrogant and live in a different world than... That's Google. Uh, sorry, Google. They, and they live in a different world than the rest of us. They where they don't have time to call their hairdresser. Well, you know what? Most people don't have a hairdresser. Most people go to the local place and, hey, can I make an appointment or hey, can you get me in? Wait, I have someone who does my hair regularly, so I have a regular person. But, but I just, I just. Uh, they're solving problems that it's, it's. There's no problem there. Say, I need my hair cut. She says, here, come in this day. Yeah. yeah, it's. I agree with you. I sometimes, you know, you know me. I've been at the home automation for a long time, but simplified home automation. I, you know, my lights have motion sensors in some rooms and right i'm not here it looks like i'm home right it, it, and that's that's like my home automation i i really don't need to go you know uh hey siri set my thermostat to 72 i can walk past it and twist it okay right i, I mean i i sometimes i think we've gone too far with what we want to automate i agree i agree um last item i have to bring up phishing scams are back I yeah got like eight about how my apple account was not. I get those. I get um, PayPal ones. They stopped for a long time, and now they're coming like... It's, I cannot believe how many I got this week. Yeah. It's... it's Sorry. It's Chinese hackers or it's Russian hackers. How come don't, it's always those two? those people. Please no. Apple will never, ever send you a question about that. Ever. And if they and do have a question, uh, there won't be a link to click. So... To people, when if you get one of these things that you're not sure about, and you're on a Mac, I think it even works that way on Windows now. Just hover the cursor over the link, and it should it should show you either at the bottom of the window or a little pop up what the link is. Right. And if the link doesn't say www.apple.com/slash/something at the very beginning, right after the HTTPS part, it's not Apple. Right. Okay? Uh, and you can tell pretty quickly by looking at the link. And if you're if it doesn't work. Right-click it, say copy link, and paste it into a text doc, you know, into the notepad or the their text editor, one of those things, and look at the link. You can see pretty quickly it's definitely not the company you thought it was. Um, that's the way you check. That's the best way to check for phishing. And it's, I get, I you know, my the I run my email through Google, which it sounds weird, but they have a great spam filter for they phishing. Do. phishing. And sometimes I'll go look in the in the spam folder and see some of these things, and some of them are damn good. Yeah. I mean, I look at that and go, oh, I can go check that. And, you know, even I have to, like, go, wait, I don't want to click that. There's a uh, comedian. Uh, I think he's done Conan or one of those shows. but And he's done a TED Talk, too. And I, I can't remember his name. But he sets up fake email accounts. And when he gets some of these, the obvious ones, the, hey, I want to send you $20 million. I'm the widow of Nelson Mandela. Um, he responds to him and he keeps him going as long as he can. And, I've done that. And he's, it's so funny, man. He, he's, he's got a great sense of humor. Like one of them, he's like, they're like, well, you have to open a bank account here. And he goes, do I get the free toaster? 
And then he goes on and on about this free toaster until they're finally like, stop talking about the toaster. It's so funny. You maybe sent that to me. I saw that. I might have. Oh, God, I just couldn't stop laughing. Oh, it was hilarious. I love you. I love YouTube. And I know there's a lot to dislike about it, but I find some of the funnest stuff there. I spend more time on YouTube than I do on, say, Netflix or... You know, everybody keeps talking about how great Amazon Video is and all that. It's such a pale comparison next to Netflix. It's just, it's pathetic. It's a weird part. We have Netflix discs still, because it seems like half the movies you want to see are not on streaming yet. So we still get... Well, they rotate in and out. And and, uh, so, yeah, that bugs me that we can't find... I mean, if you want popular movies, yeah, you can find them. And we find a lot of that stuff. Amazon got, you know, they, they realized they were losing money on that whole thing. And they kept moving stuff out of Prime. Right. So, like, now, you used to be able to get all the music you wanted. Now, you have to get Music Unlimited. Right. Right, which is another, I forget, $9 a month or something. Uh, and they pull, they pulled it all out of Prime. So, they got you sucked in with Prime, and then they took it away. Yep. Um, and then raised the price on Prime. And they raised the price. and went up to 119 I guess, now, right? And, and I've thought about subscribing to YouTube Red. I did because I wanted to watch the new Karate Kid series, but right. other than that, and I was like, "Well, I'm going to explore their their original content." It was terrible. There's nothing worth watching except for that so far. Can't you get regular TV, or is that a separate? That's a separate. Oh, YouTube TV. Okay, YouTube TV is the one then. Yeah, and then that's like forty dollars a month, and it's at least it's sixty channels. Cheaper than my satellite system. It is, and I know a couple of people who have it, and they love it. Yeah. They really love it. Yep. They said it's fantastic. The problem I have with, with things on YouTube is they'll say they're <clears throat> they're HD, but as someone who used to run a compression right. studio, the compression is so bad. Oh, Amazon is the worst when it comes to online movies and stuff. Yeah, I mean, for the, I, I can't tell you, almost everything I watch on Amazon, the first 10 minutes, is it looks like crap, and, and then I don't know what happens, then it looks okay. But it, it doesn't even look as good as some of the user-generated stuff on YouTube, and it definitely doesn't look as good as uh, Netflix. But I bet you when it looks okay for you, I would still be seeing motion artifacting. Probably, yeah. Macro blocking and things like that. That you know, I remember when digital came out, people were going, oh, no interference. And I'm like, oh, my God, look at the interference, right? It's different. You don't get, you know, you don't get the fuzz bars and the herringbone and all that stuff you used to get on analog TV. That part's nice and crystal clear. But... The, the blurring of the image and the motion artifacting and the, those kind of things I'm sensitive to. So uh, on digital TV, that's like why I don't have a 4K TV. Right. Because A, you see it all. And B, where can you get 4K source these days? Well, uh, you iTunes. You can't a 4K DVD player, can you? Mm, I don't know. But uh, no. Yeah, I don't think so. But I know that um, Netflix will give you some shows on 4k and i know that um itunes will sell you 4k yeah but they're also compressed like crazy well anything is if you're going to download it good 4k it's going to be it's going to be terabyte 40 to 50 gigabytes for a for a half an hour show right it's going to be huge it's going to be terabytes for a movie right Um, that's the problem i have with 4k like i don't have i I barely have a network that supports hd streaming you know and, and doesn't doesn't well, again, it's it's these companies that are trying to provide a solution for a problem that doesn't exist, uh, and they all live in this tech world. They think everybody has super high speed. I do. A lot of people okay. have high speed, but not 
not 4K high speed. You know, I talk to David all the time, and nobody else at home at his home could be on the network when we're talking because yeah, I've had that problem. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, we're not there yet. It's ba- you know they're trying to build stuff out that our infrastructure simply doesn't support. There's a big there's a big uproar over 5G. I don't know if you've been following the 5G news for the next yeah. the next cellular network. The problem with 5G is it's a lot faster, but the the signal doesn't go very far. So they're going to put these cells all over your neighborhood. Right. They're going to be on top of telephone poles or whatever you have in your neighborhood. People are going to lease them spaces on the top of their house next to their chimney. They need to be everywhere. And it's like, what problem on my phone am I solving here? Yeah, you're not. Well, they're like, well, it's because you don't know what's coming. You don't know what what you're going to need that bandwidth for until you need it. Because once the bandwidth is there, then they can start introducing these new things that you don't know that you want or need without the infrastructure in place. I don't have necessarily a problem with that. That's a fair argument. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I think about, you know, I can get, oh, I can get, I can get 4K video on my, on my cell phone, but I I can't tell the difference between the 4K and the HD because my screen is so small. Well, you're not going to see 4K anything until you get to 60 inches. Right. Yeah. Otherwise, it's superfluous. The bigger the screen gets, the bigger the noise gets. Yes. And, and, uh, so if you get a larger screen and you have noise in your signal, the noise gets larger. Yes. You'll see it more. So there's an adva- there's, there is some advantage to not going too big. Yep. Don't, don't get a screen where you have to tilt your head from one side to the other to see. If you can't move your eyes to see your whole screen, your screen's too big. Or you're to sitting too close. Almost has to do that. Yeah. And there are some things we, don't, we, we won't watch on it just because it's fine on my 50-inch right lcd whatever it is samsung whatever it is well your internet is starting to take a dump on you right now it is yeah so that's all right we're over an hour anyways we should probably wrap this up you need to text me that picture i did did you i haven't seen it has it come through on text did you just respond to the one that i sent you (laughs) you attached and didn't hit send I attached it and it's yeah. <laughs> it was sitting there blinking at me. Sorry about that. It's so. I thought maybe that's why. It, it yeah, he's. Um, you're. I think it. It must be on the Wi-Fi or something because it's killing your network. Whatever's happening. But with that, we're going to wrap up this episode of Tech Fan. Uh, we love to hear from you, the listeners. It's the show at techfanpodcast.com. or like I said earlier, you can go to mymac.com or techfanpodcast.com and leave a message. If you're at MyMac, make sure you check out some of the other shows in the MyMac Podcasting Network. we got a few. I mean, we produce quite a bit of content that's free to, for you to listen to at any time you want. If you go to MyMac, just click the button that says Podcasts, and you'll see stuff like Let's Talk Photography, the MyMac Podcast, Geekiest Show Ever, Club Nintendo, um, three geeky ladies. Uh, let's talk Apple. We've got a ton of shows. Uh, you couldn't possibly listen to this in, in OneDrive. <laughs> <laughs> so make sure you're checking out the other shows in the network. Uh, they're producing some great content, and it's a one-stop shop. You want to learn more about your Mac? Some cool products out there for your iPhone? MyMac.com. We've got all of that stuff. Right now, we've got. Uh, a Wi-Fi hub review for a hose, a hose. 
you take your garden hose, plug it into this, and you can control it. That's pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, yep. Speaker reviews. We got a Mark Seeley did a review of FileMaker Pro 17. I think I'm still on 13. It's been a while. The Essential Apple Podcast. You can see those up there. A Weekender Meeting Bag. I mean, there's all kinds of... Look, if you're looking for independent, what does an actual Mac user, computer user, iPhone use... What do they think about these products? What, are these, what should I be spending money on? We've got a lot of reviews online, so go check it out. And our reviews go all the way back to 1995. Some of you weren't even born then. So I, yeah, I haven't written a review for a while because I haven't seen anything I've wanted to review. I, you know, I've been so busy. There's stuff that I would mind doing reviews of, but I'm so busy that I, I, I just don't have time. I my Mac went into backup mode. Yeah, it sounds a lot better. You're, you're, I still haven't got your picture, though. Yeah, that's still spinning for some reason. I don't know why. It's freaking out on you. It's like, what do you want to do? All right. So okay, well, it'll get to you eventually. It'll get here. It'll get here. Um, can't post a show without it because I I've built well, it up to a big thing now. <laughs> I, I will. Uh, I will go up you could, outside where I get better better four G response because losing the Wi Fi on that phone is not. There you go. Picture, which I understand. Let me turn Wi Fi off and see if I can if it'll go faster. <laughs> so sometimes I, sometimes I turn Wi Fi off. Oh, you can hear my phone buzzing. I, you know, it's it's we are in that place now where you're like you're getting crappy connections, so you got to turn your Wi-Fi off and use a cellular network. That's sad. <laughs> it, I don't know when that happened. <laughs> it's like, well, I'll turn Wi-Fi off. Oh, there it goes. Now, which I people told me I would be sorry I did that, and I there it goes. It just sent. So uh, I do appreciate you coming on this week. I thank you for letting me join you again. It's been a while, and I was actually thinking about that, so I need to call them and say I, I need to crash it. A podcast. Yeah, there you go. David is on yet another vacation. He gets more vacations than days I work, I think. I don't know. We have a cousin who's a who's a doctor in Vancouver and it seems like his Facebook he's always sending a picture from someone I and I jokingly said to him, I said, When do you work? Right. <laughs> he got mad at me for saying that. Yeah. That's a good point though. It felt like it felt like he was always off somewhere and he is. He he travels a lot of weekends and stuff. We oh. just got back we just got back from vacation. We were off to to Germany. I have to send you pictures of Miniature Wonderland. That was the most amazing thing I did. You did. I saw pictures of that. You had it up on uh, Facebook. Facebook, yeah. That and that's just like touching the people look up Miniature Wonderland on Google. It's really kind it of It looks cool. cool. Yeah. All right, Tim, good talking to you. I know you gotta go. See ya and uh let's get you back on the show real soon, Owen. You know where to find me. Bye. Bye. Hey, man, were you listening to Tim and David on the Tech Fan Podcast, man? Yeah, man, I heard about them in the lockup, man. It's on techfanpodcast.com, man. Oh, yeah, and it's on the Stoplight Network, too, man. That's really far out, man. I didn't even know you were into that stuff, man. Yeah, I'm, like, really a geek, man. I've raised my awareness just from being on their site, man. Well, wow, that's heavy, man. What was the website again? It's techfanpodcast.com, man. And don't forget about the Stoplight Network.